0: Chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who don't walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and of death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did, sending His own Son. In the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemns sin in the flesh, that the ordinance of the law might be fulfilled in us who don't walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For the mind of the flesh is death, But the mind of the Spirit is life and peace, because the mind of the flesh is hostile toward God. For it is not subject to God's law, neither indeed can it be. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If it is so, that the Spirit of God dwells in you. For if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they are not his. If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live after the flesh, For if you live after the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry, Abba, Father, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which will be revealed toward us. For the creation waits with eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to vanity, not of its own will, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of decay into the liberty of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Not only so, but ourselves also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for that which they see? But if we hope for that which we don't see, we wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. He who searches our hearts knows what's on the Spirit's mind, because he makes intercession for the saints according to God. We know that all things work together for good, for those who love God, for those who are called according to God's purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that they might be the firstborn among many siblings, whom he predestined those he also called, whom he called those he also justified whom he justified, those he also glorified. What then shall we say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how would he not also with him freely give us all things? Who could bring a charge against God's chosen ones? It is God who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? It is Christ who died, yes, rather, who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Could oppression, or anguish, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Even as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, We were accounted as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through the one who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from God's love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 9 I tell the truth in Christ. I am not lying, my conscience testifying with me in the Holy Spirit, that I have great sorrow and unceasing pain in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my siblings' sake, my relatives according to the flesh who are Israelites, whose is the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service, and the promises, of whom are the ancestors, and from whom is Christ as concerning the flesh, who is over all, God, blessed forevermore. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has come to nothing, for they are not all Israel that are of Israel, neither because they are Abraham's offspring are they all children. But your offspring will be accounted as from Isaac. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise who are counted as heirs. For this is a word of promise, at the appointed time I will come and Sarah will have a son. Not only so, but Rebecca also conceived by one, by our father Isaac. For being not yet born, neither having done anything good or bad, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the elder will serve the younger. Even as it is written, Jacob I loved, but... Esau a hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? May it never be. For he who said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I caused you to be raised up, that I might show in you my power, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whom he desires, and he hardens whom he desires. You will say then to me, Why does he still find fault? For who withstands his will? But indeed, O oh human, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed asked him who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Or hasn't the potter a right over the clay? From the same lump to make one part a vessel for honor and another for dishonor? What if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory, us, whom he also called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles, as he says also in Hosea, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, who is not beloved. It will be that in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called children of the living God. Isaiah cries concerning Israel. For if the number of the children of Israel are as the sand of the sea, it is the remnant of who will be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. As Isaiah has said before, unless the Lord of armies had left us a seed, we would have become like Sodom and would have been like Gomorrah. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles who did not follow after righteousness attained to righteousness? even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel, following after a law of righteousness, did not arrive at the law of righteousness. Why? Because they didn't seek it by faith, but as it were by works of the law. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. Even as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and no one who believes in him will be disappointed. Romans chapter 10 My brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and my prayer to God is for Israel, that they may be saved. For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness— They did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the fulfillment of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness of the law. The one who does them will live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith says this, Don't say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all and is rich to all who call on him. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on the one in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in the one whom they have not heard? How will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they did not all listen to the glad news. For Isaiah says... Lord, who has believed our report? So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, didn't they hear? Yes, most certainly. Their sound went out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. But I ask, didn't Israel know? First, Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy with that which is no nation. I will make you angry with a nation void of understanding. Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was revealed to those who did not ask for me. But about Israel, he says, All day long I stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people.